Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and this week I want to again talk to you about something that is not strictly nutrition related. However, I did come across the study while I was investigating something that is related to nutrition, which I'll talk about in future podcasts, <laughs> but I was doing research onto what can we do to modify cerebrovascular blood flow? What can we do to increase the amount of blood flowing to our brain? And the study came up, and so I want to share it with you. <laughs> uh, but before I do, please be sure to leave me a rating and review and let me know what you think of all of these podcast episodes. I do seriously read everything that you send me. And if you can, please do subscribe because I really do have so much more in store for you and I want you to be the first to know when these episodes are going live. So without further ado, I want to walk you through this study. The study was done in 2018 by Carter. And what they did was they wanted to see the effects of sitting or sitting with breaks and how that would impact basically your cerebrovascular blood flow. We know. There's a lot of data that having low cerebrovascular blood flow is associated with the worsening in cognitive functioning. It's associated with neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. And so we know all this stuff, right? So it's bad. And so you can see why when I was doing my research to try to find food compounds that would improve this brain flow, um, you know, that was kind of how the study uh, came across my desk. And so we have previous literature, though, which shows that sitting impairs peripheral blood flow, so like to your fingertips and legs and, and all that stuff, but its effects on cerebrovascular blood flow, those are not well known, or they weren't known really at all. And so what these researchers did is they, they said, well, let's take a look at it, right? Let's see how bad sitting is for brain blood flow. So what they did was they broke up participants into three separate conditions. All of them were for four hours long. Group one had uninterrupted sitting. Okay, They just sat for four hours straight. That's it. Group two, they would do a two-minute walk every 30 minutes. Okay, And what this equated to was 16 minutes of total walk time in a four-hour block. The last group did an eight-minute walk every two hours. And again, this equated to 16 minutes of total walk time over the four-hour period. Then they measured brain blood flow, and they wanted to see what happened. Okay, What they found was that the uninterrupted sitting group had significant reductions in brain blood flow. So we already knew it was bad for you, right? But now we're seeing that not only was sitting bad for you, but sitting is also bad for the brain, which sucks. And it just means that your brain is worsening in performance as the day goes on. And that probably isn't a surprise to anybody. You know, I know, at least for me, I get more and more tired as the day goes on. And there's a lot of factors that go into that, but it kind of makes sense. It's consistent with our expectations and what we already observe. The interesting thing is that the eight-minute group, every who, the eight-minute group, those who walked eight minutes every two hours, so they had two bouts of walking. That is pretty typical of what I see people actually doing. 
Okay, so most people are sitting for long stretches of time, they're in the zone, and then they'll get up, you know, maybe they're going to go grab a snack or some water, they'll hit up the water cooler, um, and they'll just be kind of standing around for eight minutes, and then they'll go back to another large chunk of time. So this is pretty typical of what I see most people doing and when I talk to people. And this group showed almost an identical reduction in brain blood flow. Okay, so that eight minutes every two hours was insufficient to protect the brain from a reduction in blood flow. The two-minute group, on the other hand, the two-minute group was completely protected, and I think that's super fascinating. So the two-minute group, they walked two minutes every 30 minutes, and this is a little bit irregular. I would say, for me at least, before this study, um, you know, I liked doing my work in at least 90 minute blocks. I feel like I, I have to like really zone in, make sure there's no sounds, no distractions, no nothing, and I can function in these 90 minute blocks. That's how I operate it at least. Um, and to attempt to get up every two minutes or to attempt to get up for two minutes every 30 minutes, that seems a little bit unrealistic given my previous pattern. It seemed like a little bit of a nuisance. I didn't want to be interrupted when I was in the zone. But that particular group, they did see a protection from this reduction in blood flow, which is which is awesome. So the study was was kind of novel. Um, we hadn't really, you know, had an answer to this question up until then. And like I said, this was 2018, so very recent. But it does match with our literature, which shows that sitting is very bad. I mean, I know people are saying sitting is the new smoking. Okay. Um, and it's it's consistent also with what we're seeing about um, you know exercise. So a lot of people they're basically sedentary for uh, 23 hours out of a day, and then they just spend one hour exercising really hard in the gym, and they think that that's good for them. Yes, it's better than being sedentary for 24 hours, but it's not nearly as good as if you were kind of doing 10 minutes spread throughout the day into six chunks of time. And so you worked out the same total time, but you spread it out a little bit better. So it's kind of the same principle for your health that you can't just be sedentary for long periods of time. You have to space it out. You need regular movement. You need regular physical activity throughout the day. All right. Um, there was another study which showed that standing motionless is also really bad for your health. Okay, so um, the solution is not simply to buy a standing desk, despite what a lot of people might think, you know, the standing desk phenomena has, you know, been popping off the last five or 10 years. What you see is that motionless standing is actually just as bad for you as a sedentary sitting pattern. Um, and We've known this for a long time, actually, because there are a lot of workers who are on their feet standing motionless. Um, you think a lot of um, people who work in restaurants uh, in the kitchen, they're just standing there and they're not moving around too much, depending on where they are in the line. And they have just as many problems as people who are sitting the entire day. So what we're kind of getting here is that there has to be actual movement okay you can't just be motionless whether that's motionless standing or motionless sitting or motionless laying down that's all bad for you um, you need some kind of motion and sitting you know as we know as, as we're seeing is that there it does come with all sorts of other problems um, you know you need to make sure you have an ergonomic setup okay your chair it uh, needs to be very well supportive of what you're trying to do we're not meant to be hunched over like that if you do opt for a standing desk, 
which I think is kind of close. You need to make sure that you're still moving around a little bit. Okay. You need to be shifting your weight. You need to be, uh, you know, shuffling a little bit. Um, I have seen some people who get a treadmill desk, which I think if you're doing a really complicated task, I don't know that I could realistically focus with, you know, all that movement and noise, especially. (laughs) But anyway, I just wanted to share that study with you. I thought it was super fascinating. Sitting is terrible for brain blood flow. It's going to make your brain performance much worse, and it's going to make you predisposed towards neurodegenerative diseases. So if you want to protect yourself from this, get up and walk two minutes every single 30-minute chunk of time that you have. Try to do this. Incorporate it out. I've tried it out, and I'll notice I definitely feel more fresh. However, you know, I, I will admit that I'm still adjusting to this pattern because I come from, you know, where I want to just grind it out and work for, you know, like hours at a time. Uh, But I have noticed that when I when I do those little two minute walks, it kind of gives me a nice little reset. It's like I can pause and catch my breath and then I come back into it a little bit more invigorated. And I do notice that in the back half of the day, especially I'm not as drained when I do this kind of pattern. I feel much more fresh and my afternoons have been so much better compared to what they were before. So try it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you liked this kind of format. I know, again, it wasn't necessarily nutrition related, but I think it was just a super fascinating study for me and I really wanted to share it with you guys. So with that, please leave me a rating or review. Like I said, let me know what you think. I do read everything that you send me. And if you can, also subscribe. I want you to be the first to know when I have more stuff coming out, and I really do have a lot more. So with that, I'm done for the day. Take care. Have an awesome rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.